You're listening to the Cornerstone Word of Life Church podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching. For more information on our church, please visit cwol.org. We've come to encounter the power. Glory to God, this is not Bible study night. Amen. This is not uh, just a worship night, although we've worshiped and will continue to at some point. Praise the Lord. What this is, though, is we've come to encounter the power. It's not a prayer meeting. And all of those are good in their own place. But we've set aside these meetings and, and called it this on purpose <clears throat> so that we would come to expect to encounter the power of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. So it's good to see some familiar faces. Good to see some new faces as well. And uh, so how many of you did come expecting to receive? Glory to God. Then you're in the right place. Amen. Thank you, pastors, once again for having us to come. And and it's good to see you. I know everybody just would probably like to just stare at the pastors for just a few minutes. They're back. Praise the Lord. Amen. And uh, we just got to see just a couple of pictures before we came out. And what a wonderful time I know they had. And, and uh, we look forward to hearing more. And um, I, w- I would like to try to keep it short tonight so they stay awake. Praise the Lord. <laughs> They're good. Of course they are. In the presence of the Lord. There's liberty. There's freedom. Amen. Praise God. And so uh, I just want you to, to uh, relax in one sense. Uh, because we're in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Relax in the sense of there's no pressure tonight. When we come together in his presence, there's no pressure. Glory to God. We're here to receive from God himself. Glory to God. Amen. And so there's no pressure to impress him. There's no pressure to, uh, you know, tell him how much you've been doing till you got here tonight. <laughs> I read all my scriptures, I prayed, all my, I, I did all, all this extra stuff. Will this be enough to get my healing? Relax. Amen. We're in his presence and he's our father. Glory to God. And he wants to bless. Amen. So just get ready to receive tonight. Hallelujah. Get yourself in a, in a mindset, in a heart set really to receive from the presence of the Lord. Glory to God. Things are going to be happening in this place tonight because we've come to encounter the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. And as pastor said, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. Amen. How many of you know it's true? Praise God. How many of you have in, in any other of these encounter the power services that you've already received a healing? Let me see your hand. Praise God. Amen. Glory to God. We're so happy for you and with you. Praise God. And so uh, when we begin to minister by the laying on of hands, which we plan to do tonight, unless the Lord directs us otherwise and how to minister, but generally speaking, we, we lay hands on those who have come. And then if there are requests that come in online, we'll minister to those as well. But uh, I just want to get you ready. Praise God to receive. Amen. So uh, when we do begin to, to minister by the laying on of hands, um, come ready, come expecting, come, come, come uh, happy. <laughs> amen. I, I, amen. <clears throat> 
And uh, because there's a lot of times, you know, you, you might have had a, a heavy load on you. You might have gone, been going through. I mean, sickness never brings out the best in anybody. Pain never brings out the best in anybody. We get it. We understand what, what you go through uh, oftentimes. But when you come, if you're coming to expect to receive, you might as well just go ahead and lighten the load before you get up here. Amen. Come believing. Praise God. Come believing to receive your healing. Praise the Lord. Because when you come expecting, there's a, there's a lightness and there's, your heart is open then to receive from the Lord. Amen. And so uh, come ready and uh, come quickly when we do call you. Praise God. Uh, you might as well just, just help the next person out by, by being quick and, and uh, purposeful. Praise God. So we're going to do that. All right. Hallelujah. I, I have just found the happier you get, the more your heart is light. And when your heart is light, it's open to God. If you start thinking about uh, the, the reports of the doctors or you start thinking about the things you've seen on Google and all the stuff about the issue and that you want to tell me the whole story and then you get all in your head and in your mind and then, you know, then you're like, is this going to work? <laughs> Listen, we know people. Amen. So let's lighten our heart tonight. What do you say? Amen. Why don't you go with me to Luke's gospel, the sixth chapter, <clears throat> pardon me, Luke chapter six. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your presence in this place tonight. Jesus, you're our healer. <laughs> you are the healer. So we thank you, Lord, that we can set aside a whole night just to receive from you and your healing power. So we thank you for your presence. We thank you for confirming your word with signs following. We thank you for your faithfulness. I ask, Lord Jesus, by the Holy Spirit, that you would help every hearer tonight to hear with an open and receptive heart, to hear to have listening ears, hearing ears, because we know that faith wakes up when we hear the message of the truth of the gospel. And so I, I pray that faith is waking up tonight. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We thank you for what you're about to do in this place. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Right now, somebody's receiving a healing in your colon. A healing in your colon right now. Praise the Lord. Before we even go any further, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's mending right now. It's mending right now. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Is that somebody in this room or is that online? Anybody in this room? You've had an issue with your colon. Praise the Lord. What's been going on with your colon? cancer and had surgery. What's been the prognosis lately? Everything's clear so far. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Well, you're going to continue to receive tonight. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for completing the work that's already been done by doctors and by you. <laughs> but Father, we thank you for completing that work in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Glory to God. Was there someone else who's been having an issue with your colon here? in the building. 
Anyone here in the building, I don't want to miss you. Praise the Lord. If you're online and you're watching tonight, go ahead and give us a call. Is there one back here? Praise the Lord. Are you lifting your hand? Yes. Praise the Lord. Find out, Kevin, if you would. What's been happening with your colon? Um, just having problems eating, like, well, not eating, but digestive issues. Uh-huh. Digestive so, issues. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I went and had some work done before. They couldn't find anything. Mm-hmm. But anytime I eat, it just doesn't settle well. It doesn't settle right. Mm-hmm. Well, from this moment, from this moment forward, glory to God, healing flows to your body. Glory to God. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's his healing power. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. See, we're just being ready all night long. All night long for anything he might say or do. Praise God. So don't wait. Amen. Uh, You don't have to shout it out uh, immediately, but uh, you can in your spirit be shouting out, Lord, have mercy on me, just like Bartimaeus did. And uh, he's meeting needs tonight. Praise the Lord. So here in Luke chapter 6, did you find it? Luke chapter 6, Jesus is, uh, verse 17, it says, and he came down with them and stood on a level place with a crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon who came to hear him and be healed of their diseases. They came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. So they didn't just come to hear a sermon. They came to be healed. Glory to God. When we come to these meetings, when we have these meetings, and I know that uh, obviously in every service, the Spirit of the Lord is ready and available and wanting to move. Amen? And in every service, we're always looking for opportunities, whatever God wants to do and to confirm. But these services are set aside. Amen? These are on purpose come to be healed. Not just to watch somebody else get healed, but be healed. So they came expecting to leave healed. Amen. Praise God. As well as those who were tormented with unclean spirits and they were healed. And the whole multitude sought to touch him. For power went out from him and healed them all. The whole multitude sought to touch him because power went out from him and healed them all. This is what I want us to focus on tonight, the power. The power. Now, there are, and we have said in many of these meetings, uh, there are many ways to receive healing. There are many ways that God ministers healing to us. But I want to focus on this transfer of power tonight. Glory to God. We've come to encounter the power. What should you expect to receive? Power. Glory to God. Because what you need to drive out sickness and disease is power. Glory to God. Amen. Paul said in 1 Corinthians, the second chapter, he said, when I came to you, I didn't come to you with with, uh, uh, enticing words of man's wisdom or human wisdom, right? Declaring unto you the testimony of God. He said, but my speech and my preaching were a demonstration of the spirit and of power. 
My speech and my preaching were a demonstration of the spirit and power that your faith would not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Hallelujah. I think we, I'm going to come down here. I got to get closer to you. And by the way, I love these new steps. It's so pretty. Praise the Lord. But in the power of God, our faith and our trust needs to be in the power. Everybody say in the power. We don't want our faith and our trust in the method. We want it in the power. Because this isn't in theory. We're not saying this could happen, this might happen, it's available. Listen, we have watered down the gospel in the, in enough in the last 20 years to where people don't expect the power as much as they ought to. They believe in the method. These signs will follow them that believe in my name. They'll lay hands. So we have the method. So we have a laying on of hand service. I'm talking church-wide, body of Christ-wide. I'm not, I'm not signaling out, sing, uh, sing, singling out this church. Amen. I, I know what's happening here. That's why we're here. This is why we're a part of it. Amen. But the mindset in the body of Christ is uh, throw something at it and see if it sticks. We'll pray for you, but we don't know if anything's going to happen. And uh, we don't say that out loud. But the actions over the last several years in churches across America pretty much is that we'll lay hands on you, send you back to your seat. We'll never, ever know if anything happened or not, but we did what we're supposed to do. That's why we're having these meetings. Because we're seeing and witnessing the power of God. Paul said, so that your faith wouldn't be in just the wisdom of men, but that it would be in the power of God. Uh, our, our, we have such um, a pull, such a magnet to follow the wisdom of men, especially now. Uh, the wisdom of men has never been louder than it is right now. The voice of sickness has never been louder than it is right now. Everybody's attention is on sickness and science, which is the wisdom of men. But science really is the discovery of things that God made. <laughs> Amen. They're discovering the creation of God and how it works. That's science. But if you trust in only the natural realm, which is what science wants you to do, is just trust only in natural means and natural methods, you will come up short eventually. Because there isn't always a natural method. And what happens is in the body of Christ, if, because we're so inundated with these messages from the world to follow science and follow this and follow that, and uh, you never know, it just might work for you. Because we're so inundated with that, if we're not careful, we will follow the science until we can't anymore, and then we turn to God. God has never wanted to be your last resort. <laughs> he will have the last word if you'll allow him to. 
Amen? But he should never be your last, your last resort. It says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. He didn't say seek it last. Amen. He didn't say exhaust your knowledge and then come to me if you can't figure it out. But that's the general thought in the world. Amen. And so we want to talk about the power and magnify the power because we're not just about a method. This isn't just a laying on of hand service. This is a healing and miracle service. It will happen through the laying on of hands. But our, 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 our um, desire is not just to lay hands on you. Our desire is to transmit the healing power of God to you. Glory to God. And that might seem uncomfortable for some people. It's, it's an uncomfortable place to be because there's this prevailing thing out there in the world of you just really never really know. People say a lot of things and it doesn't always happen. Well, I understand people do say a lot of things. That don't necessarily happen. But I know someone. I know someone whose words never fail if you'll trust them. Praise God. Amen. I said, if you'll trust him, if you'll put your faith in him, if you'll put your trust in him, and not in theory, but in actual action. These people came to hear him and to be healed. Why? Because they sought to touch him because power went out from him. That must have been something tangible or they wouldn't have talked about it. There must have been something noticeable that was coming out of him because they sought to touch him because something was coming out of him. Amen? Glory to God. They had to have been talking among themselves like, did you, did you feel what I felt? There was, there was power there. Have you ever been doing something, uh, working on something, uh, men and women, where, uh, like, for, for example, we were putting a, a bike together not long ago, and uh, don't ask me why. <laughs> we thought we could do it. And uh, someone had bought one of these uh, adult trikes, and we were going to put it together for them. And uh, well, what could be what could be so hard? And see, we don't have kids, so we didn't put bikes together over the years. And so I'm thinking, you know, it's like IKEA furniture. You can just follow the directions, and you know, do this, and A goes into B, and all that kind of stuff. And so we got to going, and that thing was tough. It was hard to do. And uh, come to find out that, uh, you know, a, a power screwdriver really is a help. Because <laughs> this bike came, this truck came with a little multi-tool in it that's supposed to work. And that, the multi-tool fell apart. <laughs> you putting any squeeze on anything and it was just like, it was just falling apart. And Kevin's like, I got something for this. And he goes in the garage and gets the power driver. And you're like, hello, power Power. Power's a good thing. <laughs> Amen. And uh, it, it's very helpful in a lot of areas <laughs> to have power, right? 
And yet we go through life so many times powerless. So these people came and said, power's coming out of him. Something changed in me. Power went out of him and went into me. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. So Mark 16, again, these signs will follow them that believe in my name. They will lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. How does that happen? It happens because there's a transfer of power. And it's God's power. In Mark chapter 16, there's no mention of prayer. This is just the laying on of hands and a transfer of God's power. Glory to God. Why? Because he said so. Amen. (laughs) Praise God. Look with me to Mark's gospel, the fifth chapter. Mark chapter 5. I love these, uh, the events in Mark chapter 5. Two main events there that I love. The woman with the issue of blood and Jairus and his daughter. And I want us to look first at what Jairus did here. Mark chapter 5, verse 21. Now when Jesus had crossed over again by boat to the other side, a great multitude gathered to him, and he was by the sea. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus by name, and when he saw him, he fell at his feet and begged him earnestly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her. Because if you don't come, we don't know what we're going to do. And if you can't get there, we're just going to have to go to the hospital. And if you do come and get there and you put your hands on her and nothing happens, I guess we just are going to, no. (laughs) What did it say? If you can come and get your hands on her, she'll be healed and she will live. That was on purpose. Amen. That's a pretty bold thing to say to Jesus. If you can just get your hands on her, she'll be healed and she'll live. How many of us are bold enough to say, this is what's going to happen when hands are laid on me? Well, I don't want to say it. What if it doesn't happen? The whole point is to say it because you believe it will happen. And not just because you're being bold about it, but because he said so. You're agreeing with God. Amen. You're not just making up something. Gee, sure, i just being real positive about it, you know. It's not about thinking positive. It's about believing what Jesus already said would happen. Amen. We're putting the pressure, if there is any, on what Jesus already said. We're not making this up. We're not just thinking about an alternative to something else we could do. We're actually believing what Jesus said. And when you believe what Jesus said and act on it, oh my goodness, guess what you get? Jesus results. Hallelujah. Get your hands on her. If you can just get your hands on her, she'll be healed and she will live. Glory to God. And of course, Jesus then went with him. Amen. On his way, something else happened. And there we get this event where this woman with the issue of blood came. 
And the Bible says, of course, as she was sick and she'd gotten, just kept getting worse and worse and worse for 12 years, she'd have this issue. She spent all of her money. She'd already Googled. She'd already done everything she could do. She had all, you know, any doctor she could find, she did everything and kept getting worse. And, you know, when it, whenever you do everything you know to do and you keep getting worse, it's real easy to think this is it. This is my new normal. This is just the way life is now. But that's the danger of only knowing what you know <laughs> in your knower. Right? But there are things that pass knowledge if you listen to God. Amen. The Bible says that there is a love that passes knowledge. Amen? There is a peace that passes understanding. Glory to God. And so there are lots of things that will bypass and supersede your knowledge if you will keep your heart open. And don't seek God with just your mind. Because if you seek God with your mind, you're going to treat him as equal as science. And just try to figure everything out before you approach him. When he is able to do exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or think. So there's something to opening up our heart to something we don't understand fully. And this is where the world wants to mock us. <laughs> it's true. They will call it weakness that we would believe in God over something they can see. They will think we're weak they will mock us for believing in something we can't see and all that kind of thing. But the Bible says, listen, natural man cannot receive the things of God. So you don't get it with your head. Natural man does not receive the things of God. That's what scripture says. So you will not figure him out. Now, the more you know him, the more understanding comes and the more everything he does makes sense. Amen. He's not chaotic. He's not haphazard. He's not, you know, unorganized. Everything he does is absolutely perfect, but it's so perfect it has to bypass your brain. Amen. It's so amazing and so intricate and so wonderful. It has to go uh, over your head. Amen. And so if you just, if you keep him at this level of humanity and trying to figure things out before you believe, because then you're just going to treat him like the doctor. He's not alternative medicine. <clears throat> Amen. I'm not going to meddle in your alternative medicine. I'm not going there. But what I'm saying is God is not alternative medicine. God is God. <laughs> and he's your father. And he wants to bless. And he wants to heal. And he wants to deliver glory to God. But he needs your heart to do it. He doesn't need your brain. 
God is a spirit, John's gospel, the fourth chapter said, when Jesus was talking with the woman at the well. And she said, uh, it, you know, in, in, in basically uh, paraphrase it all down to boil it down to this, she said, you seem to know God. Can I contact him? And he said, God is looking for true worshipers. What he means is God's looking for people, not just worship. He's looking for worshipers. He's looking for the heart. He's looking for people. He's looking for communication. And he's looking for fellowship. He's not looking to be worshipped. He's looking for true worshipers. Amen? Because that's why Jesus came, that we would have this fellowship and that we would have a, a relationship with God on a daily basis. But Jesus went on to say, God is spirit. And those who worship or those who connect or those who uh, uh, communicate with him must worship in spirit and in truth. It's not a brainy thing. It's not a heady thing. The Bible says, keep your heart with all diligence, Proverbs says. For out of it are the issues of life. Glory to God. Amen. Everything with God is about your heart. Your heart, your heart, your heart. And so if we continue to have this mindset of all the, the information that we gather and then try to put it all in some compartment and then go, okay, God, here's what I know. <laughs> and we then have a form of godliness and deny the power. Power is available, my friend. Power is available. So this woman with the issue of blood came. And the Bible says, you know, she said, if I can just touch his clothes, I'll be whole. What was she looking for? To say, if I could just touch his clothes, I'll be whole. What was Jairus looking for when he says, if you can just get your hands, if you can just make contact, my daughter will be healed and she'll live. What is it they're really after? Power. How'd he get it? How'd he get it and how, they know, how did they know he had it? Look with me to Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4. Jesus announced, and it was his custom to announce it, praise God. And that's why one of the reasons I, I love these quarterly meetings we've been having, because we can just go ahead and announce just like Jesus did, amen, that we're going to encounter the power. Hallelujah. We can come to here and be healed. We can expect to receive exactly what he said we could expect to receive. He said here in Luke chapter 4, Verse 18, the spirit of the Lord is on me. Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is on me. We're not looking for some kind of generic power. <laughs> what is the power that flowed out of him? The spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me. And I'll remind you that word anoint just means to rub on, to paint, or to smear. So Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has smeared himself on me. Amen. Smeared is not exactly a pretty word, but I'm liking it more and more. Because <laughs> I really like the visual it gives me. Jesus said, God has smeared himself on me. <laughs> 
for a purpose, to heal the brokenhearted. Glory to God. Amen. To preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Glory to God. He said, God is on me. Isaiah, the 10th chapter and the 27th verse, it says, the yoke is destroyed because of the anointing. The yoke is destroyed because of the anointing. Amen. So Jesus said, the spirit of God is on me because he has anointed me. So those people knew that it was the anointing that destroyed yokes. And Jesus said, it's on him. That's why they sought to touch him. Because if it's on him, then it can get on me. Amen. It wasn't like, well, let's just, let's go up and see if anything happens. No, they sought to touch him because power went out of him and healed them. Glory to God. Amen. Jairus said, if you can just get your hands on her, I know that the power that's in you is going to get on her. She'll be healed and she'll live. The woman with the issue of blood came and said, if I could just touch his clothes, I'll get what's on him in me. And we know that's exactly what happened because when she touched him, the Bible says that Jesus said he felt power go out of him. Power went out of him. She accessed that power. Amen. I said she accessed that power by her touch. Amen. But it wasn't just the physical touch that accessed the power, was it? Because the Bible says that everybody around him was touching him. Everybody who pressed in around him was touching him. And power didn't go out until she touched. Because Jesus said, who touched my clothes? And his disciples said, well, everybody's touching you. He said, not like that. No, there's a difference. Amen. It wasn't somebody coming to try him out. It wasn't somebody going, well, I'll try this. If it doesn't work, I'll just, I'll, I'll, you know, I'm already bad off. It won't be any worse. No. She came on purpose. And she said, if I can just touch his clothes, I'll be well. He felt power go out of him. She felt that she was healed. <sighs> Glory to God. Contact. Everybody say Contact. You know, it's been, uh, it's been a time, hasn't it, where we've uh, had all this contactless stuff. <laughs> Amen. Don't touch me. Don't get near me. Don't, you know. If nothing else, it's been to steal that. Amen. Listen, I'm not against any people. It wasn't the government that sent this thing. <laughs> Amen. And uh, no matter the actual origin of whatever, it's the enemy who comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. And he's got the agenda, amen, to get people's hearts to go away from God and to trust in human wisdom because it's a trust issue. If he can get your trust away from you in this area, he will get your trust away from God in another area. 
because you just get used to trusting in other things. But our trust, what did the children of Israel say after they went through the Red Sea? Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of our God. Glory to God. He always has a way. Amen. And so when we say come expecting, when we say come to be healed, I know that still makes some people a little uncomfortable because it's just a little too absolute. How can you be so absolute? I'm not saying it because I made it up. I'm only saying what God has already said. Amen. By his stripes, we were healed. Glory to God. Amen. And that Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he did it then, he's doing it now. Glory to God. The Bible says when Peter was testifying at Cornelius' house in Acts chapter 10, he said, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all those who were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Jesus said, the works that I do, it's really God in me. He does the work. The Spirit of the Lord is on me, he said. It's always been God doing the work. Acts the 19th chapter, the Bible says, and God wrought special miracles through the hands of Paul. Through the hands of Paul. Paul had no physical contact with Jesus. Amen. He didn't have an encounter with Jesus till after he was, Jesus was crucified and raised from the dead, and then Paul had a vision on the road to Damascus. He didn't grow up with Jesus. He didn't follow Jesus uh, daily like the other disciples did. But God wrought special miracles through the hands of Paul. God did it. God did it through Jesus. God did it through Paul. Amen. God did it through Philip. God did it through uh, all all the apostles, the Peters, Shadow. Because it's God, it's the anointing that destroys the yoke. Glory to God. 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter says, And God put these in the church, gifts of healings and working of miracles. God did this after the church was established. God's still doing healing and miracles. Glory to God. He's still doing it today. Hallelujah. How? Through the anointing. It's still God on people. God through people. These signs will follow them that believe in my name. They'll lay hands on the sick. In my name, they'll lay hands on the sick. It's like that woman who touched Jesus. It wasn't just the contact. It was believing contact. Believing contact. It's never just been the method. It's never just the physicality of anything with God. It's always the heart attached to it. These signs will follow them that believe in my name, they'll lay hands on the sick. They won't just lay hands in my name. The ones that believe will do it. Glory to God. Amen. Just like you're tithing and you're giving offerings. It's not the money that makes it the offering. It's your heart. It's the believing Amen? That accesses and activates the grace of God to prosper. 
It's not the check. It's not the debit card. It's not the text to give that makes it an offering. It's your heart attached. Where your heart is is where your treasure is. God does everything through the heart. You, there might be some people who have given a lot of money and it never was an offering. It was just spending to them. Part of the budget, maybe. But when you attach your heart to your gift, now you're accessing the grace that comes through faith. Now you're accessing the supernatural ability to prosper. The power of God to prosper. It is he that gives you power to get wealth. The power. What we're talking about is the power of God. And the only way to access the power of God is when your heart is open. It's never just the physical act of touching that accesses the power. It's not the physical act of giving that accesses the power to prosper. It's not the physical act of singing that makes it worship. It's the heart attached. If your heart's attached, if, if your heart is not attached, he said, these people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. He's still looking for the heart. God's looking for true worshipers. He's looking for your heart. Glory to God. But that takes faith. That takes believing something on purpose. Amen. And so in these meetings, encountering the power, we're coming on purpose to access power. And like I said, for some people that makes them uncomfortable because it sounds a little too absolute. And you know that you can't, you know, there's a realm there of the unseen. Yes, that's true. But something came up in my spirit the other day. And it just resonated in my heart, and the Holy Spirit said this, it's not the realm of the unknown, it's the realm of the unseen. There is an element in faith of being on an edge. <laughs> right? When we say come expecting, there, there, there's an edge to it. There, there, there's that, that opening up of your heart to something you haven't seen yet, but it's not that it's unknown, it's just that it's unseen yet. It's already known because he has already spoken. We know because he's already spoken. These signs will follow them that believe, not might follow, not can follow. Jesus said they will follow them that believe. And when we believe that, it is not an unknown on the other side. It is absolutely known what is about to happen. We're going into that realm of the unseen and bringing it into the realm of the seen. Glory to God. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The Amplified says those things, we count them as absolute fact, the things that have not yet been revealed to the senses. Not yet been revealed to the senses, but they're about to be.
Why? He said so. Everything, we, we place all of our trust on the fact that he said so. And he cannot lie. So why not trust him? How could we not fully trust someone who cannot lie? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. That ought to be good news to somebody. I said that ought to be good news to somebody. Glory to God. Glory to God. If there was any pressure, it'd be on him. But he said, is there anything too hard for me? Nothing. And Jesus said, with men, some things are impossible. But not with God. With God, all things are possible. So nothing's off the table. Praise God. So Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me. Peter said how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all those who were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. How God wrought special miracles through the hands of Paul. Glory to God. And, and, and many others, of course. <clears throat> it's still the anointing that destroys the yoke. It's still the power activated that drives out sickness and disease. Glory to God. Amen. And God still uses people and still anoints people with power. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, I know you're experienced here at Cornerstone Word of Life because I know you get this on a regular basis because your pastors yield to this all the time. Hallelujah. And they, they are anointed to minister by the laying on of hands. Hallelujah. Lots and lots and lots of testimonies. Praise the Lord. But I'll just give you my testimony. Some of you know it. We, were, uh, we, we ministered with, with uh, Brother Hagin's ministry for many years, for about 10 years. And uh, in all of his crusades and seminars in, those, in that period of time. And Brother Hagin had a special anointing to minister to the sick. That he got from Jesus himself. You can read it in his books. And he testifies how in 1950 the Lord appeared to him in a vision. And uh, he went up. Now, some of you are like, going, now, wait a second. What about the, uh, now, uh, I don't know about that. But this is, how does the anointing come? It can come in, in, in different ways. But this is how it came on him. And it was evident that it did. Amen. It was evident that it did. He didn't just say it and then nothing happened. <laughs> his testimony was that Jesus appeared to him and uh, put the finger of his right hand in the palm of each one of his hands. And when he did, he said it felt like he was holding coals of fire. And Jesus told him that I've given you a special anointing to minister to the sick. He says, but you're going to have to tell people that I appeared to you and tell them that I told you this and tell them if they'll believe that and receive that, they'll receive that anointing and that anointing will go into them and drive out sickness and disease. So he had to tell his testimony in order for that anointing to manifest. Now, to be honest with you, that's not a comfortable thing to do. But Jesus required him to tell it. 
Because when he told it, every time he did tell it, it was as though he was right there in that place receiving that anointing for the first time. Every time he told it, he said his hands would burn just like Jesus just, would, just touched him for the first time. Praise God. And we saw the evidence of it. People healed over and over and over again. Sometimes hundreds of people a night he would lay hands on. Tremendous testimonies. Tremendous, wonderful things. So while we were working with that ministry and working underneath that, uh, that anointing and learning from it, at the same time, many times there would be hundreds of people to minister to, and he would often get tired of laying hands on that many people. I, I get that. I understand that now. And uh, so oftentimes the Holy Spirit would direct him to, uh, he said that this, this uh, anointing can be transferred, transmitted. So often he would use us, uh, part of his crusade team, and he would lay his hands on our hands. And then we, that same anointing would go into our hands and we'd minister. So a lot of different ones in our crusade team were, were uh, in that position to do that. And then after a while, he used me a lot. <laughs> Put his hands in my hands. And every time he did, my hands would burn just like his did. And uh, so you can't tell me I was imagining anything. Because my hands would get hot. And I'll never forget the very first time I laid hands on anybody with that anointing. Uh, and I put my hands on somebody and something went out of my hands and into them. I could feel it. It was that tangible anointing. Something went out of my hands and into them. And I was like, wow, this is real. I mean, I knew it was, but I hadn't experienced it like that. And so we ministered that way for many years. And then uh, a few years later, when Kevin and I went into our own ministry, and we've been in our own ministry for close to 30 years now. And uh, shortly after we went into our own ministry, we had uh, an experience where we were praying with some other ministers and, and just praying about, the, uh, about the, the power gifts, manifestations of the Holy Spirit, working of miracles, gifts of healings, special faith in particular. We were just praying about the body of Christ and, a, and an increase in this area, an increase in manifestations of the Spirit in this area. Praise God. And so we were just praying along those lines, not praying for ourselves, not asking for anything for ourselves, just praying. And I had an encounter similar to what Brother Hagin had when he had that vision of Jesus. All of a sudden, I began to go up. I could see us praying in the room five of us there. And I began to go up. And uh, I, I was uncomfortable, to be honest with you. I don't know what you would do. So I'm not throwing stones at anybody. Don't throw any at me. But in this encounter, I was uncomfortable because it, it's not a place of control. And I kind of like to be in control. I found this out about me in my later years. <laughs> And uh, so I, 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 I wasn't in control, and I kind of got then in my head, to be honest with you, and I kind of came back to myself in the room. And when I did, the power of God was on me so strongly that I couldn't stand up. I went over against the wall, and I just kind of fell in a puddle on the wall. But my hands, that I was so used to that anointing that felt like heat, this time it was more like electricity. We're talking about the power now. It was more like electricity started in my fingers and went all the way up to my shoulders on both sides. And I just held my hands out like this because it was so intense. It was like getting hold of a live wire. And if any of you have ever gotten hold of electricity, you know a little bit about what I'm talking about. Because you can't let go. It was intense, I'm telling you. 
And the Spirit of God on the inside of me said this, up until now you've ministered with an, uh, an anointing you received by association with this other ministry. He said, but this one's yours. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so I tell it to you so that you'll know what to expect. Because it's not for me, it's for you. It's not for my benefit. It's so that the power will flow to people because God wants to touch you. And one of the ways he can touch you is through the hands of believers. Glory to God. And so he does anoint some specially. Praise God. Every believer is authorized to lay hands on the sick. Every one of us. If you'll believe and do it, I'm telling you, you will have the thrill of your life when you do that with God and cooperate with God and he heals people through your hands. Glory to God, but you got to believe it. Amen? I dare you. <laughs> it's the most fun you'll ever have in your life. But then he does also anoint some, especially so we can give ourselves to it. Hallelujah, like we do here. Praise the Lord. So we want to minister to you tonight with that anointing. Glory to God. Hallelujah. With the power. We're expecting the contact of our hands to transmit God's healing power to your body. And many in here have already experienced that. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. And we're doing, we've been, been doing these meetings so that you have something you know you can expect every time you come. And so that you can bring other folks with you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. There, there is some more that God wants to do here. Praise God. Not just for this congregation. Hallelujah. He wants to do some things in the earth. He wants a place where he can move freely. And this is a place where he can. Amen. There ought to be buses coming. There ought to be van loads coming. Amen. Glory to God. There ought to be people who will come because they expect something's going to happen. And we've been building in these meetings. Amen. And the more you come, whether you need to be healed or not, your expectation knowing what happens in the meetings. Amen. Will bring a level of faith in the room. Your supply of the Spirit will be a help to the people around you. Glory to God. And the more expectation is in the room and the more anticipation is in the whole room, glory to God, the easier it is for other people to receive from God because it's already in the room, you see. Amen. Can you see that? Hallelujah. So it's not just a time for whoever needs healing to be here. It's a time to make a place available for God to just move freely. Because there will be folks who come who don't know anything that you know. Amen. They don't know anything you know. And they have one chance sometimes to receive from the power of God. And you can be a blessing to them. Hallelujah. Amen. We hope you're inspired by today's message. If you want to hear more from the Word of God, head over to cwol.org. Check us out on YouTube or any social platform under at Seawall Madison. We believe God is working within you, and we want you to know Him so you too can make Him known.